This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Game Time with Boomer Esiason. This week's guest is a Super Bowl champion and the highest paid center in the NFL, Tampa Bay's Ryan Jensen. Today's guest is the center of attention for the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he was a sixth-round draft pick out of Division II Colorado State Pueblo. He's now snapping the football to a more celebrated sixth-round pick, and if you didn't know who that is, well, his name is Tom Brady. It's my pleasure to welcome Ryan Jensen to Game Time. Ryan, good to see you, my man. How are you doing these days? I'm doing good. appreciate you guys having me on. Let's start with your team. All 22 starters return from your Super Bowl champion team from last year, and I'm sure you're feeling it. Yeah, you guys got a target on your chest, and you're getting everybody's best shot this year. Yeah, definitely. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a season for sure. Um, you know, everybody, uh, doesn't matter if it's a, if it's a one-win team or, uh, you know, a winning team, uh, we're getting everybody's best shot, as expected, after coming off a Super Bowl year and uh, especially like you mentioned, uh, having all 22 starters back, the expectation is, is extremely high and, uh, we're getting everybody's best shot. And you know, every season there's a turning point for a team. It can go one way or the other. And last year, I remember seven and five, you guys went on a buy. There was a lot of chatter and criticism around what was going on down there in Tampa. You came back from your buy. You never lost again. How do you think that happened? And the season kind of was looking a little bleak for us uh, last year at that seven and five mark going into the buy. I think uh, as a team, we, we made a decision on what we wanted to be and we knew what we knew we could be um, and we, that flip finally switched and we made that made that choice to, you know, start holding each other accountable, uh, you know, to the to the fullest extent. And as as you can see, we, we went and won eight straight games, uh, winning the Super Bowl. You know, I wonder about this year's turning point, and maybe it happened in Washington a few weeks back. You guys lost 29-19. to Of course, Tom Brady throws two picks. But more importantly, I don't think I have ever heard this. Your head coach, Bruce Arians, publicly goes out there and says, you know what, we're just a dumb team. And I'm not really sure how that was taken inside the locker room. I know outside, all of us in the media, were probably, we were having a field day with that. What was that like hearing your coach say that about you guys? You know, uh, with Bruce, we knew that where that was coming from, and and to be honest, we were, we were playing like a dumb team. Uh, we weren't playing up to our potential. Uh, you know, stupid penalties uh, every week, and you know, making making simple mistakes that 
you know, for a caliber team that we are, that we shouldn't be making, uh, you know, more speaking. So on the, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, uh, silly mental errors and, and things like that. So, you know, hearing us, you know, hearing him call us a, you know, a dumb football team per se. Yeah. I know that's not a personal attack on, on us as, as, as players and as people, but more so as, uh, you know what we're what we're not doing on the football field. Uh, you know the other interesting thing about uh, the NFL trivia fans out there about you is that you know this year there was a point of emphasis coming into the season, and it was about taunting penalties. And lo and behold, who gets the first taunting penalty of the 2021 season? One Ryan Jensen. <laughs> How's it feel to take that honor? You know, I, I guess I guess I'll take it uh, since we since we won the game. Uh, I'm still not completely sure uh, why I got that taunting penalty. Uh, there was never really a good explanation on on why I received it. But hey, I guess uh, you know I'll be I'll live uh, you know after I'm done playing and, and all that as a as a trivia question. So uh, I'll take it. I could see it. I could see that your name on Jeopardy popping up in about five or six years from now. Maybe we're just getting warmed up with the great Ryan Jensen. Stay with us as game time continues right after this. Welcome back to Game Time. Ryan Jensen grew up in Fort Morgan, Colorado, a small town about 80 miles northeast of Denver. Now, as a kid, he spent much of his time outside hunting, fishing, riding dirt bikes, and four-wheelers. He also studied Taekwondo at his parents' martial arts studio. And in second grade, he actually started playing football, wanting to be just like his older brother, Seth. Tell me about your relationship with your older brother and what it means to you. For sure. You know, my, my brother is... Uh He's always been my hero. Um, grew up always watching him play football. He's he's about three and a half years older than me. Always wanted to, always wanted to be like him. Uh, he was unreal uh, athletically from a from a young age, playing football and and watching him grow up and into this really good athlete. Um, you know, going to a Division one school, going to going to Nebraska um, right out of high school. Unfortunately, had a bunch of injuries and never really was able to get a a career started in in football and. Uh, you know, now he's uh, in law enforcement and everything, you know, what he stands for um, is is huge. And I've always looked up to him and he's always been, uh, you know, my hero. And, and now he's always talking to me about he's my he's my biggest fan. So um, being able to, you know, play this game and, and uh, you know, kind of live out what he he wanted to do for a living and, and that dream that he had um, for me, I wasn't the biggest kid coming out of high school. Uh, per se, I was 6'4", 215, uh, my senior year of high school. So I never really thought that I was going to have an opportunity to, uh, you know, play uh, play college football, uh, football, let alone, you know, make it into the NFL and, and be in my ninth season. So it's, uh, it's an honor to kind of always, you know, kind of play for him and, and uh, you know, represent his, his game. So tell me what the initials HDTM mean and why did you write them on your tape on your wrist? Yeah, so it was uh, his dream through me. Um, you know, he—I I remember in in high school uh, on his on his flip phone, he always had the NFL Monday Night Football uh, chime anytime you know he got a text message or a phone call. So when you know his career got cut short uh, in college because of injuries and and all that, um, you know, and I, I started taking off in my in my college career. You know, I always felt like I was you know kind of living his dream, and I wanted to give that to him. And be able to, you know, really play for him 
and and dedicate what I did uh, on the field to him because he never had that opportunity because unfortunately, like I mentioned, he, he had a bunch of injuries. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a great story there, uh, Ryan. All right, we'll return more with Ryan Jensen right after these messages. Brought to you by the Ford Bronco Sport. Built Ford Tough. It's time for a change. Instead of working from home, work from your luxury suite at Midtown Manhattan's crown jewel, the Kimberly Hotel. Now offering special monthly rates with the most impeccable safety and hygiene protocols to keep you safe. Early on Friday morning, March 20, 2020, Ryan Jensen received a phone call from Tampa Bay General Manager Jason Light. Now, who dropped the bombshell on Ryan? We just signed Brady, Light said, and I wanted to give you a heads up. He's going to call you in 15 minutes. All right, so here we go. You're playing with the greatest of all time. Uh, when you finally got the call from Tom Brady, what was that like? It was, uh, it was pretty surprising. You know, Jason called me, um, let me know that, that Tom was going to be reaching out to me here, you know, pretty quick. And I'm expecting a phone call. So I'm, I'm downstairs in my basement playing video games. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I get this FaceTime request. And I'm like, oh, so much just for a phone call. And, you know, and <laughs> Tom ended up uh, FaceTiming me. And it was, kind of, it was kind of a surreal moment at, at first. Um, you know, never really expected uh, when I signed in Tampa in, in 18, that two years later, I'd be, I'd be snapping the ball to Tom Brady. When he called, it was, it was just a normal conversation. We were just having a cordial conversation about um, where, where in Tampa does, should he live and, and do I enjoy the city and, and stuff like that. But very quickly got into, uh, got into football, <laughs> uh, mainly yeah, yeah. Uh, He's not issue with time, sweat right? and uh, how yes. sweaty it is here in Tampa and, and how he wanted me to combat that. So it was a, uh, it was a crazy conversation, uh, you know, for, for me, uh, getting a FaceTime and it's, it's Tom Brady. So it was, a it was kind of a surreal, surreal moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's calling you to talk about sweaty butt issues, uh, you know, which <laughs> yeah, is you know, very that, interesting. And I know as a first, quarterback, uh, first thing you start talking about <laughs> when you first meet somebody, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the beautiful thing of, uh, football. Now he also knew that you wore a glove on your hand too, right? Did he want you to get rid of the glove? He did. So he mentioned, he, you know, he's like, Hey, do you always happen to wear a glove, uh, when you, when you snap and during the game? And I was like, yeah, for for the most part, uh, I'm always wearing a glove. Uh, I cut my I cut the fingers off, and I, I wear, you know, kind of that old school uh, lineman type glove where the fingertips are just hanging out. He goes, "Yeah, not not anymore. Um, no glove. There's too much sweat." <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, great! Now I have to sacrifice my hands. Uh, first, I have to I have to shove a towel down my pants to keep my butt dry, and now you gotta you're gonna make me uh, take my glove off." So. I have no protection on, on my fingers and my knuckles. Cool. But no, it, uh, it, it obviously worked out. And it's one of those things you, you got to do what you got to do to win. Uh, what's it like, you know, being in the huddle with him when things aren't going well? Yeah. I mean, when, when things aren't going well, I remember uh, just for an example, in the uh, New Orleans game, the second New Orleans game last year, when uh, we're getting embarrassed on, I believe it was Sunday night football. And I remember him just sitting in the huddle. We're already down by... I don't know, five, four or five scores. Can't remember exactly. I just remember him just sitting in the huddle. Everybody's, you know, got their head down, you know, embarrassed. We're getting our butts kicked. And I just remember him sitting in the huddle, like looking at us all. And he just started talking to us about like, you know, this is the best thing that happened to us. Um, 
in this in this situation and it's kind of hard to think about that but he he followed that up with he goes we're going to learn so much from this that this will never happen again and that's the type of you know leadership that he he brings when it comes to when when times are hard he he's always trying to take the positives and and figure out a way to to motivate and fix things and that's that's something that i've noticed since he's been here is when things are, are not completely right, how he, he sees how they should be. Uh, he's, he's very quick to fix them. Well, that's what a true leader does. All right, we'll be back in a moment for more with Ryan Jensen. Welcome back, everyone, as we continue with Tampa Bay Bucks center Ryan Jensen. One night he was having dinner with his parents, and his father, Dean, noticed that Ryan just wasn't himself. He suggested to his son that he get tested for sleep apnea. It turns out that recommendation may have saved Ryan's life, let alone his NFL career. You know, Ryan, so when exactly did this happen, and what did your dad notice? So it was back in uh, 2014, uh, my second year in the NFL. I just wasn't acting right. I was I was grumpy. I was snapping at my mom, which is very uncharacteristic of me. I was just I was just very angry, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're angry on the field. Yeah, that's that's on the field. I'm I'm not that way off the field. And he said, either you need to, you know, figure figure out what's going on. If it's football that's causing it, he goes, you know, football isn't worth it if if you're going to be acting like this. He goes, but I think there's something else. I think, you know, you need to go get checked for sleep apnea. Uh, it's pretty rampant in my family. And I went and got tested, did an at-home test, went and turned it into the doctor. I remember getting a phone call two and a half, three hours later saying, you need to come in today and get uh, fitted for a, for a CPAP and start treating this sleep apnea. It's, it's bad. Um, I was getting, you know, I'd be in bed for eight, nine hours and I was maybe getting an hour and a half to two hours of sleep a night. Um, I was having over uh, 35, 40 disturbances per hour. Um, you know, with, with a lot of people don't know what sleep apnea is, it's uh, essentially where you stop breathing while you're, while you're asleep. Um, so I started getting uh, treated by, that sleep, by the CPAP and got control of it. And it really, it did, it, it saved my career. Uh, from the time camp started uh, to when I got diagnosed, I went from 315 pounds to about 290, and my body fat went through the roof. I went from like 22 to almost 30% body fat. Uh, my body was literally just in survival mode because I wasn't sleeping and I couldn't, you know, recover at all. So after getting diagnosed and getting getting treated and starting treatment, uh, you know, my my body weight came back up and I started getting my body back and really. It was it was unreal uh, how I felt uh, mentally after uh, you know getting a good night's sleep for the first time and and God knows how long. So yeah, I don't know if you know this, but one in seven NFL players suffer from sleep apnea. Have you told your story openly to other players and teammates? Yeah, I, I'm big on always uh, mentioning that, especially you know the bigger guys, uh, you know linemen, D linemen, uh, tell them. You know, if, if you haven't got tested for sleep apnea, there's no there's no reason why you shouldn't go. Uh, you know, it's a it's a one night deal. Uh, potentially can can make you play better if you do have it because you know, if you start treating it, you start sleeping better, you start recovering better. So for me, I always I always mention it to the guys. Um, if they're not sleeping good, maybe you need to go get checked, and uh, you know, it could be a, a huge improvement for you. 
We'll be back for our two-minute drill with Ryan Jensen right after this final timeout. Drive into Manhattan for an unforgettable staycation at Midtown Manhattan's luxurious Kimberly Hotel. Treat yourself to New York City without the crowds, protected by our highest safety and hygiene protocols to keep your family safe. Back with Ryan Jensen, who in 2018 described his new Bucks contract to his father as follows: 42 million and 22 guaranteed for four years. That's what they're giving me to play this stupid game. It's kind of like, can you believe that? Uh, what was the reaction from your family when you told them about your new contract? When I got off the phone and and, and called my dad uh, when we agreed to the contract terms, it was just kind of like there was just kind of silence and and it was like this silent excitement. Nobody really knew what was going on. It was, it was, uh, make it blunt. It was just crazy. It didn't make sense. Um, but, you know, obviously the family, uh, you know, after we kind of figured out everything and, and how crazy it was, uh, family was excited. You know, it's a, it's a life changing thing for, for me and, and my family. So it was, it was a huge moment. Um, you know, being able to call my dad and, let him know that and tell him that was a kind of a made me feel good because of all the sacrifices that he made through my entire entire life you know uh never missed a game through from peewee all the way through college uh never missed a game so being able to share that moment with him was was huge and then uh you know about a year and a half later um at his retirement party i i let him and my mom know that i was paying off their paying off their mortgage and um, it was a, it was a special moment. It was, it was crazy. You know, a lot of, a lot of tears, a lot of crying, um, a lot of hugs. It was, it was a surreal moment and, uh, something that I'll, I'll always be able to remember and, and go back to, um, why we play this game and the, the ability to give back to family and, and give back to communities is, is huge. And, um, that's something I always appreciate about the NFL is that, that opportunity to be able to uh, give back to, uh, give back to people. Yeah, well, not only do you give back to people in your family, you know, tell me about another redheaded center. Uh, is a little boy named Cooper, whose dad, Bubba, was an Army captain, and he was killed in the line of duty in Afghanistan. How, how did you meet Cooper, and how has your relationship evolved with him? Yeah, so so I met Coop uh, back in 2014. Uh, it was the same year. Um, I got I ended up getting cut from Baltimore and got back put back on their practice squad. It was during camp. Um, they had a they had TAPS, which is uh, an organization for families who have lost a, a member of their family in uh, you know in combat or or or, or whatnot. And they were at uh, camp practice when I was in Baltimore, and I was kind of feeling kind of sorry for myself because I knew I was about to get cut. I wasn't playing good football, and I remember our community relations. Uh, a uh, gal came up to me and was like, Hey, there's this little boy uh, who wants to meet you. And I'm like, why would this kid want to meet me? Um, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a no name, like this and that. And I, I kind of, I even asked her that. And she, he goes, she was like, well, he has red hair and he relates to you <laughs> because of your guys' red hair. I'm like, all right, I'll come over there. And, uh, you know, ended up Cooper, uh, lost his dad, uh, while he was serving and actually never got to meet his, meet his dad. Um, so we built this relationship 
um, you know, spent some time with the played catch and it was, it was a great moment. And that really opened my eyes to, to taps and, and some of the, you know, the military stuff that I do, uh, granted, I have a lot of family members that were in the military and, and served, but that really opened my eyes on, on the impact that I could have on, on people's lives. Um, you know, this, uh, little catch and, and talk with this at the time, three-year-old, um, where I figured he would never remember me, um, was, was huge because a year later, uh, at a, at another event where they were, ended up being there, it was a play 60 event. Um, his mom came up to me and like pulled me aside and, uh, just talked to me about that, that whole experience that he had being able to meet me and how he, he doesn't go hardly a, a day without, uh, talking about meet me and, and all that. So it was, it was an awesome opportunity. And, and since then, you know, I've kept up with, kept up with them and, uh, it, it's, it's wild now seeing how big he's gotten, you know, time flies. I remember him when he was a, a, a three-year-old and he got, had curly little hair and now he's, you know, he's, he's getting huge and about to go into, about to go to middle school. So it's an amazing experience, uh, to be able to, to give back to those guys. Who knows? Maybe in the next 15 or 20 years, he'll be playing in a Super Bowl. Maybe you'll get a chance to do that again for him this year. Uh, what is Rob Gronkowski really like? I know what he's like, but America really wants to know what he's like behind the scenes. <laughs> so, so Gronk, uh, Gronk's a Gronk's a character. Um, there, I always, I always kind of say there's there's two sides of Gronk. There's there's football Gronk, and then there's locker room Gronk, and uh, you know football Gronk is is all about being successful and and helping the team win. And off the field, Gronk is, uh, you know, kind of what, what you would expect. He has fun, jokes around, and, and stuff like that. But Rob is a, is a great dude, great teammate, and obviously a, a great football player. Yeah, well, everybody needs a guy like that in their locker room. And by the way, Bruce Arian said he's not a father figure. He's like the cool uncle you want to have a drink with. Uh, is that a good uh, assessment of himself? I, I, would, I would say so. You know, I would, I would, uh, I would enjoy to go have, have a couple drinks with, with BA and uh, just talk about some, some, some stories and stuff like that. So I would, I would agree that that's a, a good evaluation of, of kind of what he is. You know, Ryan, I'm glad that everybody got a chance to get to know you today. Uh, I think your on-the-field persona is totally different than your off-the-field persona. And you know what? I'm, I'm proud to say that I had you on the show today. And thanks for everybody out there watching on Boomer Esiason. I'll see you again real soon right here on Game Time with All-Pro cornerback Joe Hayden. Hey, what's going on? Play hard today, right? Oh, yeah, always. We're all going to be clean. We'll be smart and clean. I'm always clean. I'm always clean. It's the other guy. Yeah, you know, I'm just having fun with my friends. Toss him on his head on that last one, huh? Going toward the end zone. Got a receiver in the area. And Evans makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Yeah, baby, let's go! Hell yeah!